0: GK. <laughs> Nerdcore, no geeks a rapper, whatever rap that back there, 90s is on my brain snapback And I'm a product of the 90s Yeah, toys R us, that place where you can find me The Yo Megas, the rollerblades the mountain bikes, shine bright, rocking them Nikes, they got them flashing lights making them weak, playing parts with geeks, see your tears for weeks. Because I'm on my winning streak Big wheels, hot wheels You know they pouring us Happy meals, biggie size That's notorious The high-top thing Just made it come back About the same time I wish that my hair would come back Old times
1: love to have it So nostalgic with the up. gal gets a Welcome back to Death Cakes
2: Podcast I was just thinking the other day We were talking about how um You know, I mean the Fool was supposed to be our monthly show And it's not Hell, now Death Cakes is monthly <laughs> 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 hopefully not for long you know we got a new uh i think we finally hammered out some sort of schedule that we can finally adhere to yeah yeah
1: yeah so we, we don't fall to uh the fan con le- levels of fucked up
2: edition. Ooh, getting real hard. shots fu- god you know what <laughs> good night, folks i'm gonna pop the cap here on this uh you want to start a dunkle, and I'm going to just uh, call it a night. <laughs> I think we're done. Roll credits. You know what?
1: You know, I, I shouldn't say nothing, because I had nothing to do with it. I'm not even in the same state. Uh.
2: Nah, and we had no intention. To I mean, you know, we weren't going. We weren't even backers of it, so I mean, we're not really... at. We're not even qualified to speak on it, but I do feel for everybody who was affected by it. Um, yeah. But thank God for uh, that pop-up con that uh, swo- swooped in. I'm seeing tweets, and Posting everything from there right now.
1: Yeah, I mean, we always try not to date the show, but we do it. But yeah, the um, yeah. the We Mo We Mocon or whatever it's called that sort of yeah. replaced it has been going pretty strong uh, today yeah. and
2: God probably bless tomorrow you, as right well. I forget who was behind that, but uh, uh you know, good on you. God bless you. You are you are saints for it. Yeah, yeah.
1: But uh, we're not gonna, we're not here to talk about that.
2: Nah, uh, man. In fact, that, I mean, I'm still kind of mindful. I mean, you we're just talking about dating the show, and at least not wanting to take the show and doing it anyway. I mean, I'm just trying to get my bearings, man. I'm still mind fucked after what happened in Avengers. Um, yeah, let's save that for an I'm Mini the Fool later. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we, we
1: will discuss our thoughts and give that a minute because I've yeah, I'm still processing some things.
2: Me too. That's why I ain't ready to talk about. it. Like I said I'm still I'm. I'm sitting there, just mind blown in the studio, or in the in the theater. Like, yeah. what the fuck? Okay, all right. You know what's up? Yeah, because anyway, no,
1: yeah, we're gonna go on a whole tangent, and then I'll have to cut all this out. And <laughs> we can't talk about it. All, um.
2: right. all right. So, what are we here for, for real?
1: <laughs> yeah, but uh, anyway, we are back, and we're still in the nighttime, ladies and gentlemen.
2: Yeah, man. You know, we always wanted to come back and hit this topic again. I mean, as you heard in the last episode, where we referenced um a lot back to uh episode seven um but we knew that since we hadn't touched on tgif that alone i mean you saw that was already two hours right there it was a whole episode unto itself so that's where we kind of take that detour mm-hmm. and now we can come back and kind of do the broad swaths here Now we I'm...
1: yeah we, we can come back and talk about what really matters on nights and that's manable <laughs>
2: God damn. we talked about Manimal last time, you asshole. I'm not talking about that again. The man can turn into any
1: animal he wants, but it's always (laughs) a bird
2: (laughs) of Black Panther. Jason You (laughs) and fucked up stuff about animals. I mean I still ain't forgotten Beastmaster and what you did to the with Manimal on the last one. I mean just you know, and they were talking about rebooting that, too. I think that fell apart.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think it... Uh, I think they're actually going to do it as a movie. Um, and what's his name? Uh, comedy director. Adam McKay. Hmm. Adam McKay, he he directed, like, a, a bunch of Will Ferrell movies. I think he did Knights. Daganite's he's and other movies.
2: Oh, was it about to be a Will Ferrell movie?
1: Yes. Oh shit! He, well, he was writing it anyway. I don't know. <gasps> oh. if start, I mean, but he, I never, he was going to be a producer.
2: I never saw that Land of the Lost remake that he did, but I mm. didn't hear that was uh-uh. too good. Don't. I, I
1: mean, it, it's one of those bad movie movies that I watch. It, it's it's funny bad. You know? Yeah. Okay. Um. It's really not great, but it's still funny, and I I, still watch it sometimes.
2: I can't imagine Manimal would have been that much different, though.
1: No, because you need a serious director to take such a serious topic. Fuck you, man. (laughs) That's enough. We talked about
2: Manimal last time. Let's talk about something else. All
1: right, we'll talk about something else. You know what we really didn't get into? um, Because we stayed mostly prime time. Right. Uh, we touched on on the big primetime shows. We touched on *Animal*. We touched on *Knight Rider*.
2: Um, did we talk *A Team*? We did yeah. a little bit. Yeah, that's where our quote about so much Balsa Wood first came from.
1: Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so so we hit most of those nighttime, um, like kid, not kid shows, but nighttime, you know, action adventure shows and most boys our age at the time were watching um we talked to sitcoms most of them i think yeah um but what we really didn't talk about which honestly we i say we um mostly meaning me because i don't know what your situation was but at you know around 13, 14, I started staying up later at night and watching TV later. Right. So, you started watching the shows that came on after the news, you know, like your Arsenio Halls and, um, you know, even, even like Saturday Night Live, I don't think we touched on that. So, we're going to hit a few of those and probably some more primetime stuff in, in the, uh, conversation. So, uh, you know, let's break out the question, Illy. Wow, what is your your memory of a
2: late night TV? We well, are you know, taking it back to the question, man. Talk about going old school right there. Um, you know, <sighs> late night TV really didn't wasn't a thing for me until I was probably at least nine or ten years old. Because, well, mm-hmm. one, I wasn't allowed to stay up that late. And even if I was allowed to, you know, on certain nights, you know, in the summer or just on, you know, long, uh, you know, extended weekends, like, you know, a holiday weekend or something, uh, mm-hmm. I wasn't conditioned to stay awake for that long. So I'd be passed out by like nine, nine thirty. Um, but um, I remember staying over summers with you and catching like uh, Carol Burnett. Oh, yeah, and
1: yeah, that always came on um the CBS affiliate after the news,
2: yeah, yeah, and I know i w- I would never actually make it through the entire episode. I remember that much <laughs> I, <laughs> if I ever did, it was like planting a flag in the uh, top of the mountain, like I finally made it, but nah, I hardly ever made it through the entire episode, but i um I just remember that being funny, it was a sketch comedy. Uh, and that's what spawned Mama's Family, which I don't know that we talked about last time. We may have, yeah. In fact, I think we did. Mm-hmm. I think we did on the Fox episode, maybe. Yeah, I they ran I'm the, the reruns, and that's where I really, uh, you know, with the to title some Mama's Family, man. But, uh, um, yeah, I remember seeing a lot of that, and then Saturday Night Live. That was another one, and I didn't really, honestly. The only reason I watched, I got into that. Not that it wasn't funny. I just—I guess I just didn't care. This is back when, like, you know, before it's decline. You know, now when people watch it just because they always have and because, I mean, they feel like now if they laugh at, like, one or two skits that it was a good episode, like, they're lucky to get that much out of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I would watch it because, again, we didn't have cable, so I had to keep myself occupied until American Gladiators came on because for some reason they used to have American Gladiators in an earlier slot and then they ended up pushing it further back to like 10.30 or 11 o'clock on uh, Friday or, or on Saturday nights so I have to map out through different shows how I was going to keep my attention to stay up late enough to watch American Gladiators and I always would hit some Saturday Night Live oh did we talk American Gladiators? In the game I mean show, now I had to take
1: you off a tangent
2: in the game show episode we did
1: we did okay yeah i forget but anyway i mean in rap to continue mm-hmm.
2: no nah, i mean that's pretty much it for me i mean um and then came arsenio hall um there was some show that was pretty whack but it only lasted that long it didn't last very long i think in like 90 or 91 called johnny b on the loose remember that bullshit um no what is that some guy named johnny <laughs> b it was a talk was a, you know, uh, late night talk show, comedy show, music and shit. Uh, mm. and then for some reason, I remember seeing some Carson.
1: Yeah, probably Ann Hazels. Yeah, uh, she always
2: watched Carson. Some I never really found Carson funny. I didn't either. I just remember seeing some of it. If I was ever up late enough to see it, and I don't remember where—I mean, it could have been right there at uh, at Aunt Hazels, but I remember seeing some of that. And it's because I didn't really get into Carson that I didn't get into Leno, because I mean that's where he came from, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, and plus, well, fuck that guy, but
2: yeah, that's yeah, that's another conversation. But um, nah, and I mean, other than other than Arsenio, or, uh, other than Arsenio, I don't think that late night. I never really got into that late night format. Really? You know, yeah, when I got older, I just didn't care. Hmm. That makes sense, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. What about you, man? Oh,
1: God. Um, I mean, yeah, I would... Um, any, any weekend when I spend the night at my aunt's house... Uh, any fright night, I always end up staying up late watching. Uh, after the news, watched uh, Mama's family. Hell yeah! And then, um, if my aunt went to sleep before the news was over, then, then I I changed the channel and uh, watch Our Hall. Now Our Hall was was the shit. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah! I mean that that show I mean where our Ar- Arsenio Hall was a stand up right and then he got his break kind of with Eddie Murphy with Eddie right he
2: he was Eddie's like protege for a while yeah or my father would have different things to say about those two which is kind of wrong but uh yeah <laughs> <laughs> it was his protege I mean cuz I remember seeing
1: uh I blank his name. I remember in Arsenio, he was the like host of uh, Solid Gold, which I know we touched on. Oh w- shit! Which was like it was like a disco dance,
3: yeah. Show.
1: And then they would have live performances, but he was like the comedian slash host.
2: Oh my god, the yo! Solid Gold, that was like. I mean, I don't know how when it started, but I remember early early eighties when I was like barely. Barely in preschool or kindergarten, that was still on the air. Yeah, yeah, and that was
1: you know, like I said, it it was like early '80s. So it was that early sort of '80s dancing, and that, you would no, just American watch
2: Bandstand, That was another one.
1: Yeah, it it was kind of like that, but it was like in a dark, like, like the set was dark and then lit up with with a bunch of different lights, and they were like the '80s version of the Fly Girls called the Solid Gold Dancers, which a bunch of chicks. Yeah. they'd be dancing around but then it would also have you know like random people kind of like uh american bandstand or soul train where it'd just be people dancing and then sometimes they would have live performances and a lot of times they would play it like late at night on one of the big three networks and then at some point it would get syndicated in our favorite dumping ground KLPP KLPR KPLR uh, channel 11 KPLR yeah channel 11 would pick it up and like play it in the afternoons after the Saturday morning movies yeah but that's where our got to start like on TV and then he got his break on in uh coming to america right and that's how, you know, he became sort of a household face. And then from there, he worked it into getting his own TV show. You know, I don't know the ins and I haven't read the ins and outs of that whole thing. But I know he got he got the Arsenio Hall show. And if I remember right, he used to beg and plead Eddie to come all the time. And Eddie wouldn't show up. I think he came on a couple of times.
2: <laughs> was to that a, uh, was, promote a movie? Was that a bit, or was that just was he? No, I
1: think Eddie just, you know, got rid of him. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's fucked up.
1: <laughs> yeah, but I mean, he did some real. I, I mean, well, it, it was a first for for, a, for a, a black guy to have his own show. I mean, you know, Cosby. Would host uh, the Tonight Show from time to time when Johnny Carson, you know, would go away, and then um, who was the other comedian that had a show? But I don't know if it was a late night show, and that was more a variety act. Um, uh, I can't think of his name, but. That was more, more of a variety show than an actual talk show, but Arsenio was like the first black guy to have a late night talk show, as far as I know.
2: Hmm. Okay, yeah. I mean, and he I mean, had to... Because I remember one episode, I don't know if it was an early episode or what, or if it was just one of his bits as he opened up the show. I remember he said, you know, do not attempt to adjust your television. I'm actually black.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but... You know, he had his band on the side, and then he had the group. He he had a, a section of the audience behind the band that was the dog pound. And dog pound always pumped their fists go woo
2: woo woo, Bruh. It's Like everything, Listen. and that
1: got so played.
2: It did, but you know what? I was in, I was in a uh, third or fourth. No, I was in, definitely in third grade at least when that show was on. I mean, I don't know when it started, um, but I remember you know a gym class. You know, whenever we win. You know, a kickball or something like that. Everybody pumping the fist. Woo, 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 woo. You know, everybody did it. You know, we went, woo, 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 woo. It, just, it, it was a thing. Yeah, everybody did it. Yeah,
1: But, you know, he had he had a lot of, uh, yeah, I I want to say his set was interesting because he didn't have a desk like most of the late night guys did. He had just a chair next to a couch so he could really sort of get in with people you know right you know and there's there um he had a lot of controversial guests too because I remember he had Andrew Dice Clay on and there was this girl that was in the in the band who did not show up for work that day because she she was protesting the fact that Andrew Dice Clay was coming and you know he he had had a very uh, misogynistic act at the time. Still does. Yeah. So, you know, she she refused to be on the same stage as him. So she just didn't show up for work. So I don't remember. I I, I want to say the keyboard spot. Because she, she played the keyboard. And he just left the keyboard open. Oh, shit. Like, he, he didn't get a replacement. He, he let it be known that, you know, she's... I don't think he said it in the monologue, but the fact that she just wasn't there was sort of letting, you know, he, you know, that she's, you know, protesting.
2: Right. Which is. You know,
1: he didn't get a replacement for her. Which, uh, which is
2: cool of him. I mean, I don't know whose call it was to have Dice on the show. Um, may have been the network. She's probably promoting something. Right, right. It's probably, you know, for whatever reason. I mean, he still wants to, but at the same time, he left her free to, uh, You know, to not show up and he, um, and and, you know, it made it visibly known, you know what I'm saying, so that it was effective. Not like, you know, if you would have replaced it with somebody else, people would have thought, oh, she might have been out sick. They would have known, or you know, whatever, whatever the reason. She couldn't be there for Mm -hmm. whatever reason. You know, by him leaving it open, that was a visual sign that, okay, something's wrong. Yeah. That's kind of cool.
1: I, and I want to think. I want to say maybe he did say something during the opening monologue, but I, I I would have to, I'm sure it's on YouTube. I'd have to look it up. Right. But I, I don't remember. Um, cause he had a, a, cause she was not the band leader, but he had a, you know, he, he would talk to her more than he would talk to the other dudes in the band. Like during his opening monologue. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, that there's the famous time when uh, Bill Clinton showed up on the, the show playing his saxophone with the band. Yeah, I don't, I don't. Was that during the election year, or was he 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 couldn't have been already been
2: no, elected? No, he right? wasn't. Pl- I think that was on the campaign trail. Yeah, One of those deals where? Yeah, it's really cool and at the time, but it's one of the things we look back on. is like God. You know, he's trying to like, curry that black bro. yeah and the, the problem is you know not to get up on the soapbox right now is that we keep falling for that same fucking okie doke you know he comes on the mm. black show playing the sax like oh we're gonna invite him to the cookout now you know we gotta stop just giving everybody everybody passes to, to come to the cookout man Get a better vetting yeah. process yeah
1: at some point the cookout's gonna get full
2: well at some point the cookout's gonna End up with like boiled ribs and shit like that on there and um <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: raisins in the potatoes,
2: <laughs> Karen and rhubarb squares and shit, <laughs> yeah. But um,
1: like I, I would stay up ev- every night once that show became popular, I, I would uh, stay up to watch that or at, at would- least.
2: Now, I would sneak and stay up and watch. I mean, you know, I don't know if it came on that day. It came on like nine nine o'clock or so, didn't it? No, it came was on it? after the
1: news. It, it was a late night show.
2: Was it late? Okay, then I all right. Then I'm thinking of I guess on the summers when we're still up because I remember staying up and watching that. But I think I used to stay like you know turn the volume way down low and be trying yeah. to sneak, stay up and watch it because I think I'd be already in bed by then. You know,
1: yeah, it? he he was a direct
2: uh, um, competition for Carson. That's right. Yeah. And yeah. so I would be up trying to, uh, you know, trying to catch at least some of it, you know, because that was always, I mean, you know, this is grade school. So there's no water cooler, but, you know, uh, at the, uh, you know, on the playground, lunchroom talk, you had to know what happened in Arsenio. Yeah. Yeah, you got
1: to talk about it. like Like, even I remember um, the first place well, I, I think the first place that they aired it. Um, first place I ever heard it uh, was that song uh, All Insane Gang. When all of the West Coast rappers got together right. and, and recorded that, that song Stop Gang Violence, they all did it live and showed up on uh, on Arsenio and they did it there.
2: Yeah. Okay. And see, the funny thing, the only episodes I seem to remember of Arsenio. Like off the top of my head. Or oh, the one, like I said, back when, uh, when Pee Wee Herman was on. Oh, yeah. I and uh, there was one with um, Sam Kennison, who I loved at the time. And then they aired it again. And I didn't see that when it first came out, but they aired it again after he died. Because promoting the show called Charlie Hoover. Yeah. That he didn't was he on. Do something fucked up, though. Didn't he, like, destroy the couch or some shit? I don't know. I just remember him doing... I don't think he did. I don't know. I, I'm blanking on that, but I just remember him being on the airphone in the show and then doing his typical uh, you know, his typical routine. And, oh! Oh! You know? <laughs> <laughs> I really liked him. And then, you know, uh, I mean, kind of derailing us for a second here. You know, I always liked the bit, you know, but I never really... It wasn't until I got older and then like looked back on some of his specials. And then just like stuff on his life where I really, really appreciated what he was doing because he was a televangelist that kind of came to light and said, you know, this is fucked up. We're, pil- you know, booking people for their dollars and we aren't doing shit with it. We're just taking it, you know, it's not going to what we're talking about. And so he actually took that. And I mean, i actually making him a big part of his uh, big part of his act. Mm-hmm.
0: People go, man, aren't you afraid to tell jokes like that? you afraid man don't you think like some kind of curse may come into your life don't you think you might go to hell <laughs> no. hell I was married for two fucking years
3: hell would be like club man oh, oh!
2: you know and uh, my brother who's you know probably the biggest uh, conspiracy none I've ever known but he's who <laughs> he thinks that's why he died that's why they did it they say he spoke too much truth so they killed him oh shit I Maybe mean, it was a car accident. That can be arranged, but still, yeah, I don't know if I don't know about all that, but uh you know, he was definitely ahead of his time. I like I liked him. But um I think Rosie Perez was on. I think I remember her being on yeah. there. Um God. Should I remember who else but that, those are the ones I, I've seen to remember like off yeah. top, those i um, I'm just
1: looking at this list of thirteen quintessential nineties moments on Arsenio uh, it was Bobcat
2: that got all crazy and I want to say he like knocked okay. the couch over or lit it on fire <sighs> did something. All right, he might have been the one who did that because I don't remember Sam doing that. He was promoting Charlie Hoover which I don't know if we mentioned that on the Fox episode but that's the one where he played the um, hmm, teacher? No um, he was the alter ego to the Hoover character like be like you know, he'd be like a little tiny version of himself walking around and shouting at him the whole time. <laughs> oh
1: yeah, that's right, I remember. Kind of like the angel on the shoulder yeah. kind of
2: thing. Right, exactly. Yeah. Which they were bigger. This is right after Herman's head, they did a lot of shit like that back then. Yeah. But uh Yeah. Yeah, but uh
1: other than that, um Saturday Night Live,
2: that's Kid water cooler talk, so yeah, we always had to watch Saturday Night Live. <laughs> now, I'll tell you one Saturday Night Live I do remember, and it's right, uh, I think it was, I think it was around the time they were promoting Home Alone 2. Yeah, yeah, it was after Home Alone 2. It was, it was Home Alone 2 was about to come out because, uh, they were spoofing Home Alone, the original. And so, you know, everything happens where, you know, Kevin gets left behind and they're on the plane, and everything like that, and they say, <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, like, oh my god, we have Kevin! And they see the plane like bank and turn around <laughs> in the sky and fly all the way back. And they all run home like Macaulay. Oh, that day they didn't call Kevin, they were calling Macaulay. Like, we left Macaulay behind. Macaulay, like, Dad! Macaulay! Macaulay! I <laughs> remember they like, grabbed him up and they like, give a big hug and swing around the air. We're sorry we left you, oh it's okay, you know, and they're all apologizing to him and then I forget what else happened there, but it was, <laughs> that was fun. Uh the one M C Hammer showed up and the only skit I can remember is when they were talking about they were busting on his haircut and he talking about, and everybody else had like the, the 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 hook being that everybody else had a real mm-hmm. fucked up haircut <gasps> oh,
1: and so he was like <laughs> it was like a self help group for fucked up haircuts
3: <laughs> oh, and God. i want to say that
1: that was like yeah. the early 90 cast before chris rock and sandler got on that was a uh, that was Kevin Nealon and Dana Carvey and uh, Phil Hartman and all those guys. Yeah. Yeah, I remember, I
3: remember that shit.
1: That also, <laughs> uh, that, that Hammer one, that was right around the time that Will Chamberlain said that he slept with, what was like 17,000 women one year, something like that.
2: It is. And that's why on a Living Color, they had that skit with Kim Wayans and. uh. TK Crystal Kima, where they go to the wall, it looks like the Vietnam Wall. Everybody's name might know all the names of the women who slept with yeah. Will Chamberlain, and they find their own names but, up there.
1: The, <laughs> the skit with Hammer, though. Hammer did a skit as Will Chamberlain uh, on Saturday Night Live. And they had him in this bed, <laughs> and they had these really long fake legs, and they're just obvious fake legs hanging off the edges of <laughs>
3: And oh, said, oh, I don't oh,
1: remember oh, anything about it except for him, except for him trying to move these fake legs around. <laughs> oh God, God, it was funny. It was funny but
2: oh, man, oh man, that. You know what? Well, oh, no, I, I was going say. Go ahead, you go. know, oh.
1: they say every year that that you know Saturday Night Live sucks and you know the it, 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 cast is terrible and this, that, and the other. Um, but that '90s cast was perfect I mean people look back on it well when when they were first out people said it sucked and you know the 80s cast was better but that 90s cast I mean you can't beat it today I don't care what
2: no you can't man it it was pretty awesome like I said you know I guess I just didn't care so much for it when it was on but I've gone back and seen like I've seen clips from old episodes and I've seen like I mean, this one, actually, my uh, stepdad, well, before he and my mom got married, he had a tape of... Uh, I forget what he had taped. He taped up some movie off of uh, Cable for Us. But then at the end of the tape, it had had like, some Saturday Night mm-hmm. Live on it. And it was that one when uh, Jerry Seinfeld had hosted. And they... <laughs> I mean, nowadays, they do the Black Jeopardy with, with mm-hmm. uh, Keenan Thompson. Which is pretty funny, by the way. But... um. Nah, he had his own Jeopardy show called Stand Up and Win, and it was where you have a category, but then you they get up, they they buzz in, and they have to tell like a Seinfeld style joke about it, like the <laughs> like the categories was like like chicken McNuggets, seven hundred employees, airplane food, breakfast cereals, like that. So he's like, buzzing, he's like, oh, uh, you know, or television or uh, you know, television, whatever guy buzzes in he's like i'll take a uh, television for for 200 he's like a three-hour tour a three-hour tour <laughs> i was like yeah what is it with the professor i mean he can make a radio out of a coconut but he can't fix it whole in damn boat what is the deal like shit <laughs> like, <chill> like that <laughs> it was it was it was stupid man that was funny then uh and then the other one this is older and unfortunately it led us to uh, That movie called Don't Mess With The Zohan But uh, It's that one with the uh, The Sabra Prices right with Tom Hanks all- <laughs> Tom Oh Hanks yeah also- I still Cry my eyes out laughing you would, at, at that one That episode yeah. Where uh, <laughs> David Spade Is in the audience or, I mean, you know, They go through the whole thing and like David Spade comes up and he's like, "Don't I know you from somewhere?" He's like, "Yeah, I can't return this." but no, you can't. You know, can't return this. He's like, "Well, uh, you said it was a CD player, and you said it has Sony guts." No, 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 I said it's like Sony guts. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, "Yeah, well, it's not even a CD player. It's a child's uh, bank." He's like, no, 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 no. I remember. I remember. I told you it's like a CD player, but it's not really a child's bank. We're <laughs> all this bullshit, all this <laughs> shitty stuff. <laughs> And they keep playing that. I can't remember the name of the song. But it's that disco song that, uh. It goes like. Da, uh, 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 and they all start <laughs> dancing. <laughs> that was funny.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Saturday Night Live in its 90s, I think, was perfect. Um. Jesus, what else was there, network wise, that we didn't touch on?
2: I mean, I can't admit. I know I've never seen this, but because I own the Seinfeld, well, oh, well, I'll talk about Seinfeld here in a minute, but um, because I own the Seinfeld box set, um, and it has the pop-up video version of the show, we, you know, we call it Notes About Nothing, which is, you know, that's the only reason I watch it on the DVDs for, because, you know, I've seen every episode dozens of times. And it's on all streaming anyway. But it has the um, Notes About Nothing episodes where it's kind mm-hmm. of a pop-up video with all these uh, notes that come up. And it's talking about like um, Ju- Julia Louis-Dreyfus and uh, Larry Dave and all them, how they started on uh, a show called Fridays. Where it's supposed to be like the Friday night version of Saturday Night Live that, uh, that bombed. Oh yeah. And I know I've never seen that but apparently that launched a lot of people.
1: Yeah, that's where Julia and... Um, like I said, Larry David and... Uh, what's his name? Kramer. The guy who played Kramer came from there, too. Oh, Michael Richards. Yeah, okay. Yeah, the three of them were on there together. Yeah. But, um... And it wasn't... I know, wasn't Julian on Saturday Night Live in, like, the mid-80s? I don't remember. Or maybe I'm thinking of something else. Maybe I am.
2: I don't know. I don't remember. But, hell... um. I mean, do you got anything else, else about Late Nights before we... Uh, um, else? Not Network. I mean, if you want to jump to Cable. Or we can talk Cable here in a bit, because I got quite a bit to say about okay. stuff on Cable. Well, let's stick with um, with Network. Um, I mean, we're just, I was talking right now, Seinfeld. Um, my mother was a big fan. And I cannot believe I didn't mention this on the, um, the first night's episode. I did not touch it at all, but my mother was a big fan. Um, she actually was in getting, you know, taking uh, night classes for a master's degree. and We had a sitter um, at the time, but uh, she would always set the VCR to tape Seinfeld so she can watch it, you know, because while she'd be in class, you know, she'd be in class, so she kept watch it later. And then when that ended, she would watch it live, you know. And I always would see advertisements for it, but now you know, whatever, you really know what it was. And then one, the very first episode I ever saw was that one where Jerry, back when he and Elaine were, were still dating, and his uh, her father was coming. Uh, he father her father was in town, and he was meeting him for the first time. And his father was like this hard ass, like uh, <laughs> World War Two vet. He probably uh, he's probably out there with Hooper, and <laughs> he, oh he was. <laughs> And again, we're referencing the box that he on the notes about nothing. He was a he was never a comedic actor, and so he played the role like fucking stone serious. He was actually pissed that people were laughing because he didn't get it. Like he'd never done a sitcom before. so He was actually mad at people laughing about it. that's that's how out of water this guy was. And this why wa- and so the the rage that you're seeing in him on camera is actually coming from. How he you know the studio uh, audience like laughing at him. Wow. Yeah, it's really crazy. But <laughs> but the other thing was he had this he got in this suede jacket. And then uh it started that that was the other hook for you know, the, the B story, I guess. And so they gone to see they gone out to dinner and then after the uh they're getting ready to ready to uh, go I guess for coffee or something like that, I forget. Afterward and it started raining. Or snowing, or yeah, sorry, snowing. And so Jerry didn't want to ruin his new suede jacket, so he turned it inside out, and it's got this lining inside. It's like pink and white stripes <laughs> <this> lining. <laughs> <laughs> he turned it inside out because he wanted to ruin his suede. He's like, "The hell is that?" He's like, "Oh, uh, it's just my, it's my coat, you know. The outside it's, it's suede, and I don't want to ruin it. You look a damn fool. You're not walking with anywhere with me like that. And so, because he didn't want to anger his girlfriend's father, he reluctantly flipped it. In, flipped it back out, you know, the right way. And at the end, you know, the coat is completely destroyed from from getting wet in the snow. <laughs> but, I mean, this guy is intimidating as fuck, right He was it was crazy. That was the first episode I ever saw, and then from there, I would catch more of them. But I really didn't start to appreciate it until, well, one, I got older because that was I, I'm gonna say I was maybe like ten years old when I first saw that right. when I got to my uh, early teens and then they started showing reruns of it on well there we go KPLR again channel 11 started showing reruns of it especially uh, the late night we did an hour of it that's when it really took hold now it's one of my I mean to this day it's one of my favorite um, sitcoms ever nice you know the same thing with Cheers Cheers was on when I was really young and it was on probably it was like I think 93 that's not a show I appreciated until they started showing this uh, back-to-back block of uh, Cheers and Seinfeld, like 10 o'clock Seinfeld, 10.30 Cheers and then, so I would, so I would watch Seinfeld and then Cheers would come on, and I'm like, sure, what the hell, I'll watch Cheers and that's when it started to realize how you know, how, how, how good that show was and so now, you know, so that was, uh I guess you know that's how late night you know know, as opposed to like some of these uh, talk shows I'd be watching these late night reruns of uh you know of comedy yeah yeah I'd I'd get that too but it
1: was more early 70s stuff when I was up watching the comedies they hadn't started running the you know the 80s and 90s comedies so I'd watch a lot of Taxi and uh, I think we talked about this I watched a lot of Taxi and um one day at a time and shit like that
2: you know we mentioned one day at a time um a bit last time you know I just find it interesting that they got a remake of it right now um and uh I mean seems to be doing pretty well people like it I still haven't seen it yet
1: well they switched it up well not really switched it up it's still a single mom but then she she's Hispanic now right yeah
2: and that's why he was talking about it
1: ah gotcha yeah okay yeah um, man, I'm trying to think of anything else primetime that I really watched. Well, Written late
2: night. Well, While you're doing that, I'll go into this other stuff because we also didn't touch on... And we won't end up doing an, um, an entire episode about this like we did for TGIF because, uh, well, Jay definitely was not a fan of a lot of these shows. Well, some of them, but not all of them. But that was the uh, the WB. Now, the... <laughs>
1: Go ahead. Go ahead.
2: Now, that again, God, we keep Man, I swear there's a Channel 11 episode or a 0.5 lurking in the works somewhere because we keep, we reference it all the time. But KPLR, you know, now it's just, now it's our CW uh, channel and before that mm-hmm. WB channel, but that was before WB was a network. I mean, it was a network, but it was more like a, a block on like what wednesday nights and then it became like several nights like wednesday and sundays and then it became like every night yeah you know and then the kids wb and all that but uh it started out with um uh the wayans brothers and i'm not gonna go into a lot of detail about that again because i promised jay before but i was like you know if we we gotta talk about you know some of these shows but i promise i won't take us down that rabbit hole uh that's a great show um honestly i want to say even though john witherspoon had been around for a long time i feel like this is where he finally he finally like made it Mm -hmm. because you know from there that's when you get friday and then you know then he's out of here boom dogs yeah yeah you know and speaking of friday you know because in the second seat or the second or the third season because i remember originally they had a um a security guard out there. It was a white woman. I can't remember her name. And then I think after the second or third season they replaced her with uh, Anna Marie Horsford who was uh, Ice Q's mom and, you know, Witherspoon's wife in Friday. Wasn't she...
1: No, wasn't the security guard the woman from, uh... Amen? That's her.
2: Oh, that's her too? Okay. Yeah. I
1: haven't seen Friday in a while so I, I forgot that it was Witherspoon's wife.
2: Yeah, that's her. So it's like... Um, and that was after I don't know if it was before or after Friday I know it was like the second or third season So the depending on when it was Okay so yeah this was like right after fr- Right right before Friday then After that then they got her on there So that's like yeah. But um, then you had Unhappily Ever After Which I was not sure You know when I first saw it It reminded me of Married With Children and I don't know why it- And I didn't know That it was made by the co-creator until like You know a while later but yeah, it. But for some reason, like the whole set, just I don't know. Maybe it was just like the the set because it was kind of similar to the Bundy's house, but maybe a little bit nicer.
1: It was more '90s than the yeah. Bundy's house.
2: But it looked a lot like it. You know, the same the steps were in the same place. You know, the kitchen and everything was on, and then the and the living room were in the same place. The um even the camera, and the lighting seemed to be similar. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it was. I'm like, man, this feels like Married with Children for some reason. And lo and behold, I mean that—that's that, what it was.
1: Yeah, it, it was like his '90s updated version of Married with Children, but with right. a talking rabbit.
2: Yeah, and with Bobcat, there we go again. Uh, and for a while, I had a really big crush on Nikki Cox. I mean, well, you know, who didn't? Shit, let me tell you <laughs> something. <laughs> uh, um, and then uh, the Parenthood, which is uh, you know, starring the Meteor Man. and that was um man man, she was hot too um reagan gomez who was the uh the daughter i can't remember first daughter yeah didn't she
1: get recast
2: did she i thought i thought the the daughter got recast uh the daughter got recast in my wife and kids i don't i think of the parent i don't think she got recast Oh, maybe I am thinking of my wife and kids. Yeah, Okay. Yeah, which that show was funny, but it was, um, you know, we, we kind of talked about it before. It's it that it wasn't as heavy handed, but it was kind of messagey.
1: Yeah, you know. Wayne's trait. Wait, what uh, are you talking about Townsend? Oh, the Townsend one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. is definitely messagey.
2: Right, and then eventually. Um, like said, there was a show originally on there called Muscle, which I don't—I know, know I've never seen it, but I remember whenever they showed the lineup, it would say Muscle and followed by, you know, Wayne's Brothers on Happy After or Parenthood and Unhappy After, After. But I never seen an episode of this Muscle show. I don't even know what it is. I looked it up, I couldn't even find any information about it. Um, <laughs> right. And so what would happen is it would be three shows. It'd be like in the 8:30 slot, they'd either do it be they'd either run another another episode of or they'd rotate which episode they run two two episodes of. So it'd be like it would start out Wayne's Brothers, it'd be Unhappily Ra- or uh Parenthood, Unhappily Ever After, and then in that last slot it would either be Wayne's Brothers again or Parenthood Again or Unhappily Ever After Again. Um then uh, going back to what we said the last time, Sister Sister got canceled on ABC, and they picked it up, so it ended up being those four shows. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, if you heard the recent uh, Keepers of the Funk, we were just talking about, <laughs> talking about the WB network and how they had Michigan J Frog up there doing his little vaudeville routine, and we we're talking about how, you know, that was the We Black Network back then, and that's why. But they, you notice, you know, when they started putting, they, when they put, they had a show with Kirk Cameron, they had a show with. uh uh, what the hell's his name? Uh, Joey Lawrence and his brothers, and they had some like little soap opera show. I forget what it was called. When well, they started putting white people on there, that frog gradually started to disappear, didn't he? Yeah, he did. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, man. That was racist shit, man. They knew what they were doing. <laughs> but uh, they eventually got the Steve Harvey show on there, which was hilarious. Um, Jamie Foxx, which was hilarious. Uh, and then, like I said, they expanded into like doing Sundays, to where you got uh, that show Seventh Heaven, um, that show with uh, Tina um, uh Smart Guy. Yeah. And then they had Dawson's Creek. And- yeah, Dawson's Creek and Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Which that show, I watched the first couple seasons of that, and I got it. Well, there were it was while it wasn't well, was the summer reruns. I remember one time our cable was out so I was watching television in the other room so I couldn't watch Monday Night Raw because um, our cable was out so we couldn't get USA so we had the, channel, the antenna TV in the other room and I'm watching some show I see somebody in the library talking to some guy and all of a sudden it goes out at night and they've got these vampires and you're like, what the fuck is this? and then I realized that Buffy the Vampire Slayer shows they kept advertising and I'm like, oh, okay, that's what this is, because I remember them being that stupid ass movie in the like early '90s, and I thought that was supposed to be the same thing, but it was totally different. Yeah, because Josh Whedon,
1: you know, created Buffy the Vampire Slayer, brought it to theaters, or brought it to a movie studio. The movie studio took it and turned it into that big goofy thing that it was, and kind of pissed off Whedon, so he kind of just laid in the cut for a few years and then brought it to network and you know, the TV show was more in line with what he wanted the original movie to be.
2: Oh, make. wow, so you're telling me that originally that was, was, was supposed to be more like that? Yeah. Ah, oh, man, I didn't know that.
1: But the studio made him change it and made it more of a comedy than, a, than you know a horror. Well, I, I mean, he does comedy too, but uh, that was really way it, it it wasn't sort of his comic sensibilities in that at all. Oh, okay. Yeah, but all right. Uh, yeah, so they they uh, he he waited a, a few years, brought it to WB, and then you know made a big hit. Which I mean, I watched. I didn't watch every season. I'd fade in and out. Know.
2: Yeah, but I watched yeah, the it first was alright. Yeah, I watched the first two closely. The third one is kind of where I started to tune out, and then um, it got. I know it went away, or no, nah, it got, it got moved to another network. Yeah, it got plenty. moved
1: to the UPN.
2: Oh, okay, so the other the other black network. Get,
1: yeah, you. It got moved to the U People's Network.
2: You pick a nigga
1: yeah and then it was there for I don't even think it was there for a full season because um, the UPN had started and UPN had I was in college at the time I remember that because that's the only way I could watch it because I couldn't watch it when I went home like on the weekends
2: like the late very like 99
1: yeah yeah, but they had uh, they, they had Malcolm and Eddie, which was uh, um, Malcolm and Jamar Warner's second show after the Cosby show. I
2: forgot about that. Yeah,
1: but it, it was it was him and it was uh, Eddie Griffith and they were roommates living together. Yes. Um, I watched that in college religiously and then there was another black show that I don't remember.
2: You got to talk about Brandy show? Like then you. they. Uh, you talking about Brandy? Are you? Was it Brandy? Or uh, what? The hell was it. I
1: Brandy was on UP. Or what was Moesha on UPN? Yeah, that was UPN. I thought CP CW. Okay. All right. Yeah. Then I guess it was a uh, UPN. I, I watched that. I watched the first season. I know every, every episode. Right but uh you know and they also had a cartoon block that was pretty kick-ass but um that may have been the alcohol and late nights talking (laughs) (laughs) because that's the only time it ran because they they had um jumanji cartoon which was all, all right it wasn't you know spectacular but then they had this uh they had the incredible hulk which is a really good show yeah it it was like one of the first cartoons that did the hulk right and then uh there was another show called the mouse and the monster and it was it was like this sort of crudely drawn animation but it was about a mouse, a talking mouse and like this frankenstein-esque monster Mm -hmm. and they they were constantly getting into whatever um and tried to escape the guy that created The monster right? Like I said, it was a lot of alcohol And uh, Late college nights Made that, that show More enjoyable <laughs> than it probably actually
2: was I can understand that um, Real quick to go back to WB Though, and I'm not going to touch on these shows Too much because um, I didn't really watch any of these But then they ex- Expanded to the Tuesday nights and that's when you started getting more of these shows, like um, Charmed and um, uh, Angel, which spawned off from, from Buffy. Mm-hmm. And then you got uh, Felicity with Carrie Russell. And um, I also want to say that uh, her friend, um, well, I don't remember the name, but uh, played by uh, Tanji Miller. Yeah, that's a distant cousin. Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't know that. Uh, grandmother makes a point to uh, mention it all the time. <laughs> like, yeah. okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, but back to what, what I, I forgot. Um, I, the train derailed again. Um, but Buffy was on, on UPN for, I don't even think it was a full season. And then UPN and, and WB said they were merging and becoming the CW, and so Buffy was back on Channel 11.
2: <laughs> yeah, and they were showing reruns of it on, I think, like, TBS or something, mm-hmm. and that's where I knew that Michelle Trachtenberg showed up on the show. Yeah. Um, it was uh, Nona from uh, Pete and Pete, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, Buffy had a sister when she didn't before. I'm like, what the fuck?
1: Yeah, that's a whole convoluted mess. Yeah.
2: All uh, right. Yeah,
1: I think that's about the time I checked out for good
2: and didn't come yeah. back. Yeah, I checked out way early, but I was like, okay, what sure, why not? And then, oh, for a minute, um, in the second season, they had uh, because I think somewhere at the end of the first season or in the early in the second, she was um, uh, unconscious and like clinically dead and so you know wherever the slayer dies another one takes up the mantle mm-hmm. like it manifests and so i think at like the uh mid-season cliffhanger she meets this black girl who was um the very first uh version of the new the saved by the building new class um the black girl from there uh bianca lawson oh my gosh she was gorgeous um terrible show though she showed up there as uh, kendra it was like another vampire slayer, and they're like, "Where'd she come from?" It's like, "Well, because I guess technically you were dead for a while." And so at first they're battling each other, but then they join forces.
1: See, I don't even see any of that. I have no idea what you're talking
2: about. <laughs> yeah, it was so the second season. That was her. I'm like, oh man, I remember her from like that was the only reason I would ever flip past say, by the New Class because that show sucked. And then, and then the um, you know, by the second season they recast her anyway. I think. That well, not if we pat, they recast that entire class.
1: Did the, I, I don't even think I watched the new class. So I couldn't tell you anything that happened. Yeah, well, don't. All I know is Screech was the vice principal.
2: That's yeah, yeah, don't.
1: <laughs> yeah, but um, we've been going for about an hour, so let's take a break, and then we're gonna come back and we're gonna talk some cable.
2: All right. All right, let's do it. All right, see you on the other side, folks.
3: When the clock strikes half past six, babe time to head for. It's right. You know when you feel it, baby. You hold it, you hear it, you taste it. It's right. Got it uh-huh. Uh-huh. You got the right one, baby. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. If it it's this irrepressibly lovable, unsurpassably callable,
1: and intimately soulful, you got the right one, baby. Uh-huh knows baseball. Bo knows football.
0: Bo knows basketball too.
1: Bo knows tennis? No. Bo
0: Bo knows race. Bo, you don't know diddling.
2: And we're back. Yes, 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 yes. Hey, you know, Jay, before you, we went to the break, you said let's talk cable, but there's actually a few more on the network side I want to hit before we move on. Uh, not a okay. lot of detail, but just random shit that I remember from out there. And that's... Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah,
1: and I, I got two things I want to bring up all right. uh, network-wise,
2: too. Cool, cool, cool. Um, so, where do I want to start? You know, I mean, I don't... I fell out of the CW's Flash uh, and I guess somewhere in the third season and Mm -hmm. I haven't gone back yet, but do you remember that one that was on CBS? Yeah, barely with the, uh, the guy who plays, um well, he's Flash's dad Flash's dad, and um you know, the Pip helmet Flash and a lot of different roles (laughs) on the new Flash (laughs) he was, he was, uh he was Barry Allen on that old Flash show. I think I've seen it exactly once. I never got like into the show though, and then it was gone before I really could.
1: Yeah, I watched it. I want to say I watched it quite a bit, but I um, I could I, I don't remember anything about it other than Mark Hamill playing the trickster. Yeah, he
2: like comes using back. that
1: Joker voice.
2: And he comes back again in that new Flash, which is kind of awesome. I like how they keep referring back to that old one, just throwing yeah, throwing everybody who remembers it a, a few bones.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's pretty sweet.
2: Yeah, there's um, you know, another show that launched a lot of careers, is, uh, Freaks and Geeks, which is a very short-lived show back like, in like '99, and maybe it lasted like maybe a, maybe a season or two. It lasted two okay and i never watched it but um i remember because in 99 that's when i graduated and i went to chicago after that uh for school and i remember actually meeting several people who were like you know in drama in high school and everything like that and i think i knew five people who actually all had auditioned for that show i mean they didn't make it on there obviously or else there wouldn't be a school with us but uh yeah it was like five people they had all auditioned for freaks and geeks
1: yeah, I hadn't. I never watched the show when it originally run, but when it ended up on Netflix, I ended up watching it.
2: And it was actually a
1: pretty good show.
2: I saw some of them and then I stopped, uh, just because I, not for any reason. I guess it just you know I got way too much on my plate, and I just, I just I just never went back to it and finished it. Now is it still up there? or No.
1: I don't know. It's been a while. Yeah, you know. So. Um,
2: that I don't uh, really know a lot about. I've like maybe seen like four episodes of it on, the, on the Netflix, yeah, and going then never the any further than that. Um, we never talked about we haven't we talked talk about Quantum Leap before, have we? I think we touched on it, but
1: we didn't get too deep in it.
2: Okay, well, I mean that was there. Um, I remember when that went up on Netflix. I started kind of shotgunning through some episodes, and a few episodes really jog my memory, but the others. I you know, don't have any recollection of or just hadn't ever seen before and the one that always kind of makes me laugh my ass off is this one where he'd gone back to like the, uh, back to the civil rights movement
3: mm-hmm.
2: and he had gone and sat down to order something and they wouldn't serve him and he's like didn't understand that he looked in the mirror and he saw that he was black <laughs> and so he's already talking to, talking to, uh Dean Stockwell who uh was you know the hologram who you know back at uh back in regular time wherever you talk to <laughs> the line the line kills me he goes you know if i could jump into the body of a black man the possibilities must be endless and i was like really that that's that's that's, that's what makes you think the possibilities are endless because a yeah. episodes later, he becomes a woman, and then there's all kinds of shit. Like, really? So, <laughs> a black guy. Yeah, so much of a stretch for you, huh?
1: He was a woman. I think he played a mentally handicapped guy once.
2: Yeah.
1: I think he was a woman a few times. Like, he, he was, like, a rape victim one
2: time. Yep. what i saying? Yeah. And... Uh, I, I know he, he was... mom, and he was, like... <laughs> oh god it was so fucking awkward man because it's like it was There's the guy who plays anthony russo on uh, on blossom and he was <laughs> he was his mom and he was teaching him about because he was like getting teased for being a virgin in school or whatever and so or and so he's all talking about when he was young when he was still a virgin and she's like Dude, this is so fucked up
3: <laughs>
2: oh, man. oh yeah i'd look
1: love- I loved Quantum Leap. Quantum Leap was I mean, awesome. if, if if you don't know, Quantum Leap is a show. Uh, uh, what's the actor's name? Scott Bakula. Yeah, Scott Bakula plays the, this uh, scientist um, who invents this time machine, where he can he can go back in time only the length of his lifespan. Like, he, he can go back in time as far back as the year he was born, mm-hmm. but he he basically he body swaps with people, so his mind goes into uh, whoever's body he is inhabiting. But then that person's mind goes into his body in the future, and so, so in the future, they have to calm the fuck this person <laughs> down. <laughs> Because they never show that side of it, they they never show the person who wakes up and all of a sudden that they're in this all white room with all these neon lights and stuff. Because it's the eighties future, not the future, future, <laughs> right? <laughs> it's, so it's it's all these you know neon lights and what they thought the future is going to look like. So you have to have them in this room and. Uh, cal- calmly explain to them that they're all right, that they're in the future, that that they're inhabiting this man's body, but it's going to be okay because uh, he he can only stay there for like like a week or something, isn't it? Yeah, it's only. And then he jumps. Right. So so yeah, so basically he go he uh, Sam Beckett jumps from body to body, and his goal is to to right or wrong, and he's he's hoping that at the next time because something go- goes wrong with the experiment and he can't get back into his body back at home right and and so the whole show is him going back and forth and then he has uh Dean Stockwell as this as this uh hologram that can come back in time and only he can see him and uh, you know instructs him on what to do and he's got this like I uh the hologram has it's this like proto iPad thing, which is really just—it looks like a calculator with a bunch of neon light <laughs> buttons on it. Love, and he like pokes it, and it makes a bunch of noises.
2: I absolutely love like old, old sci-fi anachronisms for what they thought the future was going to be. Because mm-hmm. that stuff kills me. Where that like you know they're in the future, but they still have corded phones and things like that. Like the only move, the, the only one I think that halfway got it right was um was Tron. Yeah. Everybody. Yeah, <laughs> like if you look at Col- Colossus the Forbidden Project, where like they got this uh, which is supposed to be about like you know nucle- like World War Three like nuclear Holocaust and all that shit like that. But you look at, like, their world map, and looks like a big-ass light bright on the, on the uh, screen, they pull up cord- corded phones and talking to each other on them, and shit. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah, some future right there. Yeah, it's all wrong. But that stuff, that stuff always makes me laugh, because, I mean, you know, we never know what it's gonna look like. But, no. uh... But it's just so funny the way, you know, people thought about it back then. So, yeah. <laughs> We're saying the way they describe what the future looks like back there is fucking... Really cool.
1: Yeah, but... I mean, I I watched that show religiously, and when the finale finally came, oh,
2: I was pissed.
1: Because they didn't get
2: back, or well, they didn't answer it, right?
1: No, because basically, he he teleports into this like bar, and for for the first time ever, he's actually himself, and he's just sitting at this bar, and the bartender's ta- talking to him, and it turns into like a clip show and the bartender's like well yeah you did this and you helped this person and you know if you hadn't have gone back then you know maybe none of this would have happened and you might not have been born and and think of all the good you did and and so then the bartender's like well you know you could have gone back anytime you wanted to but really i don't think you wanted to and do you want to go back now so then he leaps again and you know the show just kinda ends. But yeah, you know, I, I think they were playing the bartender as God and he like went to heaven and oh, God basically God. told him um you know this is all your fault. <laughs> you can go home anytime you want, but you know, or you can just keep leaping and helping people. And though so he decided to just Keep leaping and helping people. That's hilarious!
2: Oh like, man,
1: let me, let me look that up because I'm pretty sure it was uh, it. The the bartender didn't say he was God, but I think that's what they were hinting at.
2: Wow. Well, while while he's looking that up, I'm gonna talk about another show. Um, it was on NBC also. It was called uh, called Sister Kate. Where it was like, um, I forget the, act- the actor's the actress name. She uh, She was from some other shows though, from earlier. I know I recognize it from somewhere. But she she played a Nun and she got transferred from wherever she was at before, so like now she's like um, she's in charge of uh, this orphanage and all these kids, whatever. <laughs> it was like real badass like mischievous kids. You know, I mean I guess not bad in terms of like, you know, not malicious, but you know, the mischievous kids and it's just you know hijinks ensue from there I mean it's kind of what it is and then she's kind of like the uh she don't take no shit basically it's just kind of, I mean, kind of how it is um and she kind of becomes like sort of like the mother figure that they don't have but that didn't I don't think it was on for very long I know it was on I know like 89, 90 maybe longer than that, but I don't remember being on for very long after that, but uh, that came on um, midweek on NBC, and we used to catch a lot of that, so um, I definitely remember that one. Um, I think that about wraps it up, though. It's uh, kind of combing the memory here. Oh, by the way, you did you find anything else about uh, Quantum Leap?
1: Yeah, uh, the series finale... Sam arrives in a mining town as himself on the date and exact hour he was born. The patrons in the bar look familiar from past leaps, but with different names. And the other patrons seem to be leapers as well. Al the bartender, who Al is like the name of the AI, isn't it? Yeah, Al. That uh, that, uh, the hologram uses. So uh, Al, the bartender, implies that he might be God or fate or time. Uh, While trying to figure some things out, Sam has to help some trap miners and learns that he controls his leaps and could return home anytime he wants. (laughs) As much as he wants to, Sam decides to continue leaping and go back to when he met Al's wife on a previous leap and tell her that Al is alive. In the end, Al and his wife remain together and have four daughters. Sam never returns home. Ah. That's, uh... That's... If I remember right, they named Al's name of somebody that Sam knew that had died. Or something like that. But then I guess he actually didn't die. I, I don't remember what it was. It was stupid. Wow. But, um... Yeah, that, uh... Oh, before we move on, I have to say, we need to uh, head into the bakery and make a death cake for, uh, Harry Anderson.
2: Oh, yeah. Uh, Night Court.
1: Uh, Night Court. Night Court was one of those shows that I... I
2: loved. They <laughs> <laughs> power sacks, baby.
1: told you. I, I know I've said before the 80s and that's sax, man. You can't have an 80s or, or early 90s show without having some power sax. Hell yeah. Man. That's <laughs> <laughs>
2: that one of the best songs, too. That's a great theme song.
1: That is one one of the best theme songs out there, I have to say. You know, as far as um,
2: like what, the music only, not lyrics.
1: Right, yeah. Yeah, just a straight straight uh, instrumental um, soundtrack theme song that one was great and that show was great even though I didn't get half of the the uh, jokes especially the ones from uh, John Lariquette's character
2: yeah I imagine if I go back and watch it now I get it all but you know as a kid I didn't the last stuff probably went over my head
1: yeah I mean I, I <laughs> knew it was sex but I didn't know what it was,
2: right. what it was you know yeah, and there was another um he in fact he had a show This spo- I mean it was a spin off, but it was well, he had a, a solo show that was very really short lived. It's called the John Larricard Show. It took place in St. Louis. Yeah.
1: He like was the manager of a bus station.
2: Okay, yeah, that's what that's what it was. I can remember. On-
1: and it had had a bunch, it had uh Chi McBride who's um God, he's he's black actor. He's been in a lot of stuff. But he was like a janitor, and then there was a another black guy. I don't remember. I, I know he's been in other stuff. I don't remember his name though. He was like the bar. He he ran the snack shop or bar or whatever.
2: Right. But uh, he, yeah, that was a good show. Yeah, he uh he was on the he was on Human Target. That's the last time I remember seeing him. I know he's doing more shit than that, though. Obviously. Oh, cheap
1: uh, ride, yeah. He's on. Um, uh, what's that? Uh, what's that rebooted show? Um, Hawaii Five-O.
2: Yeah, he's on there. But yeah, okay.
1: Oh, uh, but uh, back to Ni- Night Court had one that fucked up the season or series finales too. Did, I never saw the uh, that finale, so couldn't tell you. Like, I want to say. I want to say Harry... Harry got a job as a day judge instead of a night judge. Or he, he he got it offered, but he wasn't going to take it. But then he decided to take it, I think. And then everyone just kind of went their separate ways. Um, and then Bull, for whatever reason, got abducted by wow. aliens. Like, there were these two old men who... Who said that they were aliens? But you know they chalked it up to night court and all the crazy characters that you know got arrested <laughs> at night and had to come in. And and these two old old men said, you know, you're you're perfect, and uh, how would you like to come to our planet? You can reach all the things on the high shelves. And bull said yes, and then they
2: all just like vanished. Oh, that straight is up like stupid, but. You know, the show was kind of like that. I mean, it wasn't completely outlandish, but it had its moments. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah, like, there was one. The one that sticks out the most is uh, there's an episode when Roz didn't take her diabetes medication. Her what medication? Her diabetes. Diabetes. (laughs) Yeah. Diabetes. (laughs) Um she didn't take her medication and so she was all loopy and stuff and she was, she had gotten on the roof of the courthouse and was like walking along the edge and John LaRquette had to had to uh, uh like talk her down and John LaRquette started pretending that he was her father and, and like cause she, uh, she she was hallucinating and thought she was a little girl again and was like Doing um, hopscotch on the ledge of the roof. Oh shit! And so John Laerquette stepped up and said, "Yo, you come down here right now. It's me. It's Papa." And that, that, that. And so she, she came down, and he had the uh, insulin in his hand, and he like shot her right in the ass with it.
2: And then Wilford Bradley and- came down and uh, offered her a bowl of oatmeal. <laughs>
1: Not to Roz
2: for for diabetes.
1: Not to Roz. He doesn't. Like us. Oh. That's why he has a... That's why he has that uh, farm out in uh, <laughs> Montana. Oh, shit. Oh, man. Uh, okay. I'm surprised that hasn't gotten a reboot yet. Everything else gets a reboot. Fuck. Roseanne gets a reboot. Oh,
2: uh, man. I, did we talk Roseanne at all? I think we might have mentioned it a little bit. I mean, I watched some of it, but I... It, you know, for what it's worth, it wasn't a bad show. That had one of the real fucked up endings, too. <laughs> In fact, uh, yeah, we did you talk about it. We talked somebody? about how... No, you found out that none of this stuff actually happened. It was her writing a book about her life.
1: Oh. And it, like, Is that how they got out of it for... This new reboot? Uh,
2: I don't know what happens in the new reboot. That's it. That you know. So what's actually happening there?
1: I don't know. I haven't watched. Other
2: than that, she's voted for Donald Trump, and she's all, you know, wearing well. He's alive. Mega hats and shit on there.
1: Yeah, he's alive. So I guess, I guess that's what. I don't know. All right. John Goodman's alive, and old Becky's back, and wow. Which, yeah. which version of. Which oh. word
2: version of. Uh, oh, he said old Becky. Okay, there you go.
1: Yeah, old Becky. New Becky is there too, but she's playing a different character.
2: That's awfully meta. Like,
1: they brought everybody back.
2: See, she's always going to be Elliot from Scrubs to me now.
1: Yeah, I know. Yeah. I. Th- Excuse me, I thought the same thing. But, uh... you know, speaking of. Um, Roseanne, have I ever told my John Goodman story? N- no. <laughs> you have a
2: John Goodman story.
1: <laughs> All <laughs> right. As as you may or may not know, John Goodman is a St. Louis native. Yes. Grew up in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> one. This was. Maybe a couple years after Big Lebowski had come out. All right, um, we, my friends and I, were out celebrating a bachelor party for one of my friends, and you know we did. We we went out to dinner and we went to a bar, and then we decided, hey, let's go across the river, because uh, if you ever watched the episode of uh, of The Simpsons. When Barney gets sober and becomes a, a helicopter pilot, Homer goes into the bus station and says, "Give me one ticket to St. Louis." And the the uh, the ticket taker says, "Would that be East St. Louis?" And Homer says, "Is there any other St. Louis?" <laughs> 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 And I don't know if people who don't live in St. Louis would get that joke unless they've been to East St. Louis and they know the only thing in East St. Louis is strip clubs.
2: Yeah, and <laughs> so to, to, to cut you off for a second here, you know, um, I think it was like seven years ago, they actually shot the new mayor uh, who was trying to crack down on, down on the uh, strip clubs and try to clean up that old area. Mm hmm. Yeah they shot the they thing. caught him at strip club no he was actually um he was actually a good samaritan of sort you know to his detriment obviously because he'd be out at like you know five in the morning and like see people outside giving rides to work and stuff like that well he gave the wrong person to ride to work dude blew his brains out in the car and oh, shit. it was a hit like it was he, they knew he was out doing this and so they sent this guy out there Somebody who had something to do with some of these strip clubs knew he was fucking up their money, and so they arranged to have him killed. Go,
1: oh, fuck. How hey, did I yeah, miss that?
2: Well, yeah, that's Jeez. what happened. You know, and no, we don't live in... I, I don't live in East St. Louis. That's... You're getting this over the side. It. It's yeah. over there. Yeah, East St.
1: Louis is on the other side of the river, on the Illinois side of... Uh,
2: Look, everybody, here's what you need to do. You need to go to your... I mean, there aren't too many of them left. You know, but go to your Barnes and Noble or your local books or whatever, look up a book called "Birth of a Nation" and no, not the Ku Klux Klan movie and no, not the Nate Parker movie. This was a book written by um, Aaron McGruder from Bo- from Boondocks. He because he's from over there himself. He had written a, <laughs> a graphic novel um, about uh, East St. Louis and describing you know what would happen. You know, if they seceded from the nation, would anyone care? And that's what it's all about. But when you see the first, the very first panel, it's this beautiful drawing of the St. Louis skyline, and then you see the other side of East St. Louis with all this factory dump and smog and toxic, <laughs> toxic fumes everywhere and shit like that. <laughs> uh, that'll give you a comical explanation of why that joke is funny on Simpsons and everything else. But anyway, go, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs>
1: so anyway, we made our way over to... Uh... East St. Louis. One of the little m- municipalities there is called Sauget. So we decided to go Ooh, to the Sauget yeah, you, Ballet.
2: <laughs> you put some people through college.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So we go over there and we're... I, I want to say it was P.T.'s maybe. We we were over there and we uh, had been there about an hour and we are getting ready to leave. And I was driving so I was sober. And all my other friends were drunk. <laughs> So, uh, as we're in sort of the lobby area, trying to make sure everybody's here so we could go, because we had like two cars. We had like eight guys, and two cars. We had to make sure everybody was there. Everyone was out of the bathroom, trying to go. So, as we're walking out, who should walk in? John fucking. <laughs> but he was looking rough, like, th- like this was you know post. Uh, big Lebowski so he was still pretty heavy but uh, he just looked haggard he looked tired but he was in there and everyone was like oh my god it's John Goodman it's John Goodman everyone gets all excited and my friend or I, I think we all said hey he's getting married thinking John Goodman would say something or or come over and you know join our party oh, for some god. reason so instead, John Goodman looks at my friend and says, he, he crosses his arms in front of his chest. Kind of like the Wakanda symbol, not quite, <laughs> because this is before that. But he crosses his arms on his chest. He looks my friend in the eye. He says, good luck on the X.
3: And he, you know,
1: he walks on back into the, you know, the VIP area. And my, the friend who was getting drunk, he was so happy that that John Goodman spoke to him (laughs) the rest of the night the rest of the night he's like he's like John Goodman said good luck on the marriage oh my god he blessed the marriage I'm like no
3: no,
1: that's not what he said It's not what he said
3: (laughs) oh shit
1: (laughs) and 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 as we're trying to get him out of the uh the uh the strip club because we're going to go to another one because <laughs> there's like three in this one little area oh, so we're going to go to the there's next like-
2: one <laughs> oh. with a spitting distance of each other
1: yeah so we're, we're trying to get everybody to go so we can go over there another one of our friends who's even drunker who has a history of just doing drunk stupid stuff He starts jumping up and down Screaming at the top of his lungs The Big Lebowski! The Big Lebowski! The Big Lebowski! He corners this Waitress And like, where's John Goodman? And she's like, he's in the VIP room He's like, I want to buy him a shot He doesn't Take shots Then I'm buying him a beer He doesn't need a beer Well, I'm going to go find him So he takes off Literally running, screaming, the big Lebowski, he's here, it's the big Lebowski. And I'm like, oh God, oh God, just don't let me get arrested. So I don't know where he went. Cause I, I was trying to take care care of the, the groom who was all drunk. It's like, John, come I mean, it was like a mantra that he was chanting. He was like, Oh, John Goodman said good luck. On marriage. Oh, this is awesome. John Goodman said good luck. So I'm worried about him. So we go outside and we start walking to the other strip club. And so finally the other guys come out and they, they bring the one that they took off running and he comes up. He's like, I couldn't find him. I don't know where he went. It's like, he's probably in the, in the, you know, the VIP room. They probably blocked your stupid ass <laughs> from. <laughs> <laughs> but that I, I I still bring that up well, all all of us to get yeah we, we bring that up constantly. Not so much that he said good luck on the X because that happened. But uh more on
2: I was gonna that was gonna be my first question after you got done talking was what was it wasn't an X.
1: Yeah. More more about my stupid friend that was jumping up and down and, and running around PTs screaming the big Lebowski. Wow! And, and I, I think the next morning after we we're all you know sober enough and getting ready to leave, we we're like, you know, he wasn't the big Lebowski, right? He was just in the movie. That wasn't his name, right? What? Huh? <laughs> like, oh god! <laughs> yeah, that's what, <laughs> that's my dark wow.
2: story. Well. I'll also tell you, for the record, I hate the Big Lebowski. Oh, I like that movie. I hate that movie. Everybody was Oh, you guys see Big Lebowski? I saw it. Like, you know what? I don't. I don't see the hype about it. Maybe because everybody built it up so much. Probably. But I, I saw it before they had the cult hype status. I like it. Mm-hmm. Okay, that maybe that's what the deal was. Um. Yeah, well that's that's uh, East St. Louis for you Yeah <laughs> Um.
1: But uh, I think that's it for right. Prime time. Let's take another quick break and then let's get into a couple of these cable channels real quick Alright, let's do that man Alright
0: When I bite into a York peppermint patty, brr, I get the sensation of cold, crisp mountain air against my face as I race towards liftoff in the whole world championship ski
3: jump. York peppermint patty. Get the sensation of York's dark, rich chocolate covering a cool,
1: crisp mint center.
0: And the crowd roars as he executes a faultless landing. Lovely, Arthur.
1: <laughs> you win a silver. Get
3: the York brr, sensation.
0: Yo, Mars Blackman here with my main man, Michael Jordan. Yo, Mike, what makes you the best player in the universe? Is it the vicious stunts? No, Mars. Is it the haircut? No, Mars. Is it the shoes? No, Mars. Is it the extra long shorts? No, Mars. Is the shoes in, right? Nah. Is it the short socks? No, Mars. Money's gotta be the shoes. The shoes. The shoes. 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 You sure it's not the shoes? I'm sure, Mars. What about the shoes? No, Mars. Money's gotta
3: be the Shoes.
0: There he is. What a happening dude! He's a super party animal. Yeah. His
1: name is Bud's McKenzie. Buds McKenzie. A
0: barbecue inside. Do a barbecue. And a cold Bud Light. A cold Bud Light. Puts him in a party friends In a party frenzy. He's Bud's McKenzie. Bud Light's
3: original party animal. Bud's Bud's go. Bud's go. go, go. go. Bud, you really cooking that. All right.
1: Alright, and let's uh, round this out here. Yeah, yeah,
2: you know, <laughs> before, <laughs> before we move on, you know what I want to say? Because we were talking about East St. Louis and just how it's different from here and, you know, shit like that. Uh, you know, one thing, I guess, you know, you guys wouldn't have caught this, um, but back in our... Um, well, let me tell you this. First of all, there's a club right now called the Oz, which I believe is still around. I've been there in years, but uh, over there on the east side, uh, you know, dance club, you know, music and shit like that. You know, nothing. Not, not, not It's not the shoe show like you were talking about a while ago with John Goodman and all that. <laughs> um, but let's go the odds now. If you went back to um, our, or if you heard our episodes, uh, what was it fifty-one? When we were talking about Magic 108 Yeah, yeah. We you heard the um. You know the old clips from Magic 108 that we actually pulled up and you heard Captain G and a few others talking about the uh, the club called The Wiz and that's because uh, back in like several decades ago all the way up until like I want to say sometime in the 90s there actually used to be two clubs there was The Oz and The Wiz The Oz was the white club and The Wiz was the black club <laughs> I can't bullshit you not I remember that And then eventually, I guess uh, either they all merged under one, or one went under. But now the Oz is pretty much, you know, that's where all the black music is at. But uh, yeah, for a time they, (laughs) and you can figure out why they're called the Wiz and the Oz. (laughs) (laughs) East St. Louis, everybody. Yeah, man. (laughs) What's up, Tony
1: Scott? I thought you catch that.
2: Ah uh, man! Uh, All right, let's get back to back to the back to the subject at hand, though. So that kind of does it for uh, what we're talking about on network shows. Um, let's talk about cable, man. Yeah, let's get into it. I mean, because um, we didn't get cable until the mid '90s. My father got it first, and then my mom. Uh, you know, my mom's house we get it later, but uh. Yeah, I mean, uh, once that happened, you know, and I, that, again, going back to our TGIF, TGIF episode, that's what did it. That's honestly what I was talking about, you know, when I stopped watching for a while and I thought that Boy Meets World was off the air and then came back. It's because cable was out and I stopped watching that shit. Or I had cable and we stopped watching, uh, you know, stopped watching so much network stuff. So I think on Friday nights, we'd be watching that MTV Top 20 Countdown. And we didn't watch TGIF.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, by the time the '90s rolled around and cable was becoming more prevalent in homes, um, yeah, you had your your Beavis and Buttheads and yep, uh, Randy Stimpy and you know all those shows that you know. I, I mean, we, we've touched on them. We we did a Nickelodeon episode and we did a MTV episode. So we've touched on those, but um, there's a lot of other cable stuff that uh, I don't think we really touched on too much. I mean e- even in the early days cable wasn't cable like it is now so there weren't that many channels and they weren't doing a lot of original programming
2: now nah, a lot of reruns um yeah. and you know even before that it was still early enough in the day or you know in the in, in the era where stuff would go off the air.
1: Yeah, they'd, they'd go off the air or they'd go to infomercials all night. Yeah. Um, which I guess some TV stations do that too now, still, but not till like like three or four in the morning and they have infomercials for about two hours. Right. But, uh, yeah, back in the day, if it would start at about one o'clock. It'd be infomercials mm-hmm. till six. But, um, yeah, I mean, your your big channels were your your uh, USA's TNT had just come on the scene. Um, uh, MTV, Nickelodeon, TBS was always kind of there. Right. But it was, I, I mean, TBS, TNT, and no, USA is owned by NBC. TNT and TBS have had the weirdest sort of arc where TBS was originally it, Turner just showed a lot of reruns and stuff. Wasn't a lot of original programming, if any, at all. Right. Um, and then TNT was it was supposed to be like the, the action channels so there's a lot of like action shows and reruns of of uh, the a-team and you know well, all that kind of stuff
2: it started uh, out being you... mostly like the sports channel and then whatever yeah. original programming they would do was there tbs was more like the you know i guess for lack of a better description the the, the channel 11
1: yeah, they were kind of the the catch all for reruns and and uh, and stuff like that. But then somewhere along the line, sort of late nineties, early two thousands, TBS became like uh, I want to say a more mature channel. Where not mature, but they they had more like drama type shows on there or drama right. reruns rather. Um, and then TNT just had TNT had to compete with spike to be like the men's men's yeah. channel. And, you know, they, they showed a lot of, um, like <laughs> men stuff and they had, they had, uh, the WCW, which we, uh, which you touched on in, in, uh, your wrestling mini series.
2: Um, yeah, and that's that's a good point. That's a good point of reference right there because um, I want to say it's either right before I think it was right after Nitro in the um in like '96 or '97 because mm-hmm. that's when I started kind of uh, watching uh, Nitro again or started watching WCW again. Kind of when the NWO thing was starting to uh, heat up is uh. I think it was. I think it was after because Nitro was the lead in. After that was a show called The New Adventures of Robin Hood. Oh, did you ever see that? I think I remember that. Yeah, it was kind of doing like, but you know, because Hercules and Xena had been hits, and so like they try to make their own.
1: Those were TNT shows. No, those were USA shows. Those were USA. Shows. USA,
2: yeah. So they try to make their own, and um, honestly. It was weird because he didn't use it, but he was, he was he fought with swords instead of um, bows and arrows, which is, I mean, that's iconic Robin Hood right there. So I thought that was kind of weird. Um, honestly, I didn't like the show; sucked. I didn't like that show at all. But um, I kind of would tune in because this was, like I said, ninety six or ninety seven. So I'm fifteen or sixteen years old. Um, I just liked. Looking at Maid Marion, who was not that attractive, I don't remember, but she wore really revealing clothes. And so I'd be like, Oh, yeah, I watched this Robin Hood show, kind of pretending to like it, and just watching her like boob swing around everywhere. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah that, I mean, that's, hey. what, that's what TNT was good for. I mean,
2: exactly what you said is for, yeah. those, for the men's channel.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, you know, here lately, I would say within the past, you know, five ten years, they've switched again, where TNT has become their drama station, where all their like the dramatic and tearjerker sort of shows are there, and then TBS has just become like a comedy network. You know, yeah, got a lot of comedies and stuff over there, which is, I I just think it's odd how they can't make up their mind what they want to do with that
2: no they can't and I'll tell you you know what a few years ago um they, they fooled me because I, I know I've told this told story before but um you know and again tying back into what we we're talking about when we said fuck that guy I was talking about Jay Leno um when Leno or in uh Conan O'Brien had taken over this night show after um Leno retired and then all of a sudden he just um kind of blocked him and said no I want my show back get out of here and NBC you know, siding with the, uh, seniority. They took Leno back and, uh, basically kicked Conan O'Brien to the curb. Uh, and then they said, I remember seeing the advertisements on TBS saying, uh, new, new Conan because he got his own late night show on TBS. Uh, because it was TBS. <laughs> didn't really think of them having late night, you know, late night talk shows like that. Mm-hmm. I see that TBS, and I don't know that it's Conan O'Brien. I'm like, oh shit, new Conan? What?
3: <laughs>
2: I, thought, I thought they had a new Conan show coming, honestly. And I mean, not knowing that there was that Conan movie coming, but I thought that was Conan. And now I realize Conan O'Brien. Like, oh,
1: okay, well. Yeah, yeah, I like Conan though.
2: Nah, he is cool, yeah. but I mean, again, you know, I'm not really into those uh, late night shows like that. Like, I don't even watch. I don't watch Kimball or Fallon or none of that. Not really. Like if there's a certain guest or something like that I want to see on there, maybe, but I don't tune into these shows religiously.
1: Yeah.
2: You know, so same with Conan. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, you know, I was, I I was disappointed because I thought there was a new Conan show.
1: (laughs) Yeah. That would be, that would never happen, but it would be cool. (laughs) Oh, well, Yeah, but, uh, you know, speaking of uh, swinging tits and stuff, swinging boobs, uh, jump over to USA real quick. Um, in my formative years, <laughs> yeah, uh, when I was like 14, 15, you know, on the nights I didn't go out because I didn't have a ride anywhere, I would mm-hmm. be watching the USA Network, specifically at 10 o'clock. I'd watch uh, USA up all night. Don't know what that. Oh. Means. <laughs> that was <laughs> USA's like movie block. They'd show two movies, um, and they had they had hosts to introduce the movie, and then they did interstitials like during commercial breaks, and then you know they close out the movies at the end. Uh, it was hosted on Monday nights, or I'm sorry, on Friday nights by Gilbert Godfrey. Yep. And they they would always be somewhere in either New York or LA. Like, I don't know why. I, I remember him standing outside a sausage factory one time or at like a deli or so, something and introducing all the shows. Um, and Saturday nights it was hosted by Rhonda Shear, who... I think it was an ex playmate, but she had these huge fake boobs. I mean, they were gigantic, and she was always her set was like uh, it was like a, a bedroom, and it had a lot of pink and lace all over the place. And and she'd be you know either on this like chase lounge or on this bed, and she'd be introducing the movies, and the movies were always those eighties um like some, they they showed a lot of trauma films like Toxic Avenger and all those but then it also be all of those 80s sex comedies yeah like ski school and private school and meatballs
2: and, and some of the other ones yeah
1: meatballs um the you know whatever bikini Bimbo beach party or whatever. <laughs>
2: whatever. Big kind of like breasted girls go to the beach and take their tops off.
3: The right click. We're supposed to be showing something called Return of the Killer Tomatoes.
2: Yeah, but I like this one better. Oh, yeah, me too. But we showed it three times last week.
1: Okay. Yes. <laughs> so it, and then a lot of you know schlocky sci-fi. Like that was the first place that I saw uh, Attack of the Killer Tomatoes, and I was disappointed. Because I saw the cartoon first,
2: and I'm like, these tomatoes aren't talking. Dude, I, have I talked about that before? <laughs> where I said I saw yes, Return first, and then I saw, yeah. I saw the attack, and the attack was terrible. It was like nothing like it. I mean, the tomatoes yeah. didn't talk in, the, yeah, in Return either, it. but Return was so much, it was so goddamn funny. And I thought Attack was going to be more of that, and it totally wasn't.
1: Yeah, I think they finally did talk in like the third or fourth one, didn't they? Yeah, and that's the one I still haven't seen and never found. So, I mean, yeah, I, I, I remember seeing it at the video store. Same year, it was a Blockbuster? Yeah, but <laughs> um, yeah. So you know, I didn't have like HBO. We we had gotten rid of HBO by then. So you know, being a boy and. Seeing the, these things, it was a thing I was going to get to, like HBO or the Playboy Channel or whatever.
2: Now, yeah, I'm glad. You know, it's a good. I'm glad you mentioned that because, uh, well, number one, I remember my friend Sean, who, uh, in fact, mentioned him in the uh, in the wrestling anthology too, because he was the big wrestling fan who, you know, put me on game to a lot of stuff and let me borrow tapes and mag- and show bring magazines to school and show me stuff like that um but he um he was the one who told me about up all night because we didn't have cable yet he was saying oh have you ever watched up all night on All Night." Night? No, what's He's a show of movies but the he said but the the lady host man she got breasts like ba-ba and he's like, <laughs> like and i think i finally seen it one time and she's like welcome he said you know uh welcome back to usa up all night she, she go up she always thrust her chest up all night you know she knew what the hell she was doing mm-hmm. but um you mentioned you um US no nah, nah, HBO because uh oh I don't remember where I was or who I don't even know what movie it was to be honest with you it wasn't a sex movie you know what I'm saying it just happened to have a scene in there and I'm sitting there watching, because again it's on television now you know I'm not realizing this on HBO I didn't know I what little I knew of H- I didn't know anything about HBO. I didn't know that they showed uncut, uncensored movies. You know what I'm saying? I'm thinking it's like any other channel where you know, for TV, all oh, they have to change it because it's, you know, because it's TV, right? So right. I'm sitting there, and then they're like, I don't remember what the movie's about. It's a comedy of some sort, I think. And then it just cuts to this one scene where they're in the bed and they're talking, and um, all of a sudden the chick moves the uh, cover, moves the uh, the blanket out of the way. And her bare ass tits are just on the screen. I'm just like froze. Like, <gasps> 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 <laughs> because I did not expect that. I, I didn't expect it to see on TV. I feel like I just seen the world end right in front of my face. Like, what the hell? And then I realized, oh, HBO, they should, this, you know, this is why it's called Home Box Office. Because they show the movies in there. Um uncut format you know all the words all the scenes and like i said this wasn't a sex movie it wasn't a really raunchy or um big really graphic or graphic language or you know anything like that but that one scene happened which i wasn't expecting to see and all of a sudden there it was and now i'm like okay until so i see like, it man my dad got cable i think hbo is part of the package and so once he went to sleep and everything went to sleep oh, i always have like that I figured out that trick where you have, like, you, you turn to HBO or whatever channel, and then you put the other channel, uh, you click to the next channel that you want that, to have, and so then you have that button, that last channel button, so if anybody happens to walk to the door, you just click that button real quick, and it'll be back on, like, Nickelodeon or something. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I
3: know that trick well.
2: But, yeah, I mean, I never knew what was going to be on, but I was like, hell, you know, there might be... There might, be, there might be tits in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> might be some bare ass in this movie. So like, have, have that controller ready.
1: Oh, God. I could tell stories about trying to... Uh, once we got cable, like uh, once cable was prevalent, we still had our old original cable box from back in the day. Mm-hmm. I cracked that fucker open one time. And I just started messing with the little dials and knobs in there because I, I knew what channel HBO was, but I knew we didn't have it. So I would plug, I would plug the cable box into you know the TV, and then the cable into that, and then I'd be messing with the dials. And if you if, if turned it just right, you could make out the blurs <laughs> on whatever whatever stupid comedy was on oh, or yeah, whatever yeah. uh whatever sex movie was on hbo right i was like fucking ninja i'll be mean, turn this just right i think that's a boob i think that's uh nope, no,
2: <laughs> that's not it
1: And it was just trial and error just trying to see boobs
2: there was another channel and again this is um I think this is on my grandma okay because she had um by by now it's like I think in 93 nah 92 she had moved out from uh, from Kinloch which is a defunct city uh you know uh, over here in St. Louis um which you know right after my grandfather died and she got a condo out of Florissant well it had three uh three floors and so her her room was up at the top top floor and she had a small tv up there with cable that's at the bottom floor so she had the magnavox tv that that you know of from the old place that you know all the nickelodeon that i was talking about back in the days that was the same television that's same mm. big ass you know i don't know how big it was but it's big ass tv it's magnavox television and it um downstairs in the basement you know which kind of set up like another little den and I remember, she, of course, you know, her being old, she'd go to, you know, if we stay over there at night, you know, go, she'd go to bed pretty early, you know, and you stay downstairs and watch TV down there. Well, so she has one channel on there. I don't remember what channel that was. It wasn't Playboy Channel. It was one of them, some other, so, some other channel. Uh, I think it was channel 18 and it'd be like scrambled all throughout the day, which you couldn't, you know, you couldn't make out anything. And then all of a sudden one time I'm down there at night I'm flipping channels and all of a sudden it's... all of a sudden the sound is coming through. Like there's no... like the, the sound is... like because it was silent before. It was just you know, dead air. Now all of a sudden you can hear sound and the scramble is not as scrambled. Like you can actually make out shit. And then almost like mm-hmm. completely... And sometimes depending on when it was it'd be almost completely clear with just a little bit of scramble. And so... I figured that out too, you know. See <laughs> where you go. <laughs> when she goes to bed at a certain time, this channel becomes almost visible. You can make out like <laughs> those Pablo Picasso image of, 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 of butt naked ass people, just, you know, <laughs> and, 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 and all the sound would be uncut so you can hear everything. Well, you just had to use imagination there. So so it, it was basically
1: Yeah. That's so what I was gonna say. You you can hear it fine, but then you know, you're playing uh
2: You know you young people who are laughing oh, at us. Man. Yeah, you know what? This is before you had the internet in your pocket. You couldn't just pull out your cell phone, type in tits, and get whatever you wanted. You know, this is way beyond way before any of that.
1: God. I just remember. You guys don't I, know how I well you got story. it. All right. Yeah, I just—it just clicked in my mind. I totally forgot about this. One time, I was at a friend of mine's house. I spent a night at his place. Um, he lived like way out in the country. He had a satellite dish, and this was—this was back in the day, kids, when satellite dishes. Were, I remember like, that eight yeah. feet across. <laughs> like, you you would have to have a big yard in order to have this giant fucking satellite dish in your yard because it's not like these little ones they got now
2: this thing
1: thing, it could pick up fucking satellites
2: (laughs) it's not this shit yeah that you you know you tack on the side of your garage or you know put it on your back balcony or some shit like that this thing like I said you could actually probably communicate with the Hubble telescope or something
1: yeah it was huge huge and anyway he, he had it and we we knew that his dad had the playboy channel but he had it locked with, with a with a passcode and you know, my friend didn't know what it was so one night we were when his parents went to bed it was like 3 o'clock in the morning we went back downstairs to where the. Because he, he had a big screen TV too. So we're down there. But this is, you know, the old school big screen where it's like a giant box. The giant. Right.
2: The huge uh, CRT, big tube TV. Yeah. I mean, it, it was
1: probably a, a 55 or 60 inch TV, but the thing was huge and it took up a whole corner of the house. Right. Probably weighed three tons. Yeah. So we're trying to figure out this code. And. My stupid ass. Well, his too. We, you know, watch too many like cop shows or, you know, like Hill Street Blues or A Team or something like that. So we're like, hey, we need to figure out how to, how to crack this code. Oh, you know what they do on, on TV? They, they dust for fingerprints. So we went and got baby power. No, and poured fucking it all way. Keys. <laughs> we poured it all over the keys. <laughs> and then we, we, we poured on key and we blew it off, and we couldn't see anything. and we, you know, we couldn't see any, any fingerprints. I was like, "Man," and I had seen—I I don't know if it was my idea or his idea. He so, somewhere we had seen where they took um uh, like, like uh, oil to make the fingerprints like you know rise up a little okay. bit. So. He I, I know he's the one that did it, but I don't remember whose idea it was. So he goes and he gets um he gets baby oil out of the bathroom and he gets a little um q-tip and he starts dabbing all the the, uh, <laughs> the lock keys trying trying to see if that would make the, the fingerprint show up. And then we put more baby powder on there. It's like okay, now we just gotta sit and be a look. And we're looking at... We're shining under the light, trying to see some (laughs) fingerprints, trying to figure out this fucking code. And we couldn't figure it out, so we just went... We we went, you know, to bed. You know, defeated. Come the next morning... Oh, dear. There's... There's powder all over this <laughs> <laughs> it, it, It's powder and, and and baby oil on the- <laughs> He's like, what were you guys doing last night? No, we were asleep. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so like why why is there powder all over all over the remote? I was like, it must be his little brother, because we were asleep.
2: Y'all ain't watch it off.
1: No. No, <laughs> we we were defeated and and we were scared about getting caught, so we just we we kind of dusted it off and we just left. Oh, we went back God. upstairs to his room.
2: So did he probe any further than that?
1: No, no, I I think they kind of knew what we were trying to do. I
2: wonder if they really and, knew. I think. Well, they have dusted for fingerprints trying to <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to think what would be on his mind like, I they don't doing? know
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but oh, it, God we had to have been 11 or 12 I can't believe I
2: You I know, that that reminds me of something else and I promise we'll get off this get off this tangent here in a minute but I remember my brother was talking about he was at one of his friend's house. This is like back when he was like sixth or seventh grade. He gone to his friend's house and they kind of he stayed overnight. And he was saying his father came down. He was yelling at him. He no 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 no. He wasn't there when it happened. His father was telling him. He was telling his his friend. My brother's friend was telling him about what had happened with his father one day. He got mad at him because because he had some channel you know whatever and he knew the code and he got in there and like started you know ordered a bunch of porn and he said uh mm-hmm. he was telling him he's like yeah my my dad he said he caught me and then he found um you know it because I, I didn't know it was going to show up on the bill <laughs> you know but yeah, so I up the bill he's like hey he's like, he's like you know order for like this this and this it's for when like oh he's said, like, you know I, I didn't know uh, uh, it was by accident. I didn't watch it. He's like, he, so he got more mad at me. He's like, why didn't you watch it? <laughs> <laughs> like, stupid motherfucker, you waste my money. You better have gotten something out of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah. There you go. So, <laughs> so let's uh, let just uh yeah. Let's let's make a U turn and kind of yeah. got this kind of dark so, place we kind of digging ourselves uh. to. There was some more stuff that's on cable, man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you mentioned WCW. I mean, obviously there was that. There was a uh, Monday Night Raws on USA, and well, God, let's see. I tried to take us out of this. That see, right the lead out from um from Monday Night Raw was Silk Stockings, which was. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> which was a, like a police procedural but it dealt with all like sex crimes oh yeah that yeah and like the intro honestly the 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 opening credits was a lot steamier than anything you were actually going to see in the show remember one time I stayed up and actually watched yeah. the show and like you, you think you were going to see something and you don't it's like okay uh, yeah, never mind yeah but they also used to do uh, a, a Friday night movie on HBO and the one that they played the most was this movie called The Paperboy. You ever see that? Mm-mm. Oh, it was fucked up. This paperboy named Johnny, who um, takes a liking to this new family that moved in. It's this uh, single mom and her her daughter. And, uh, you know, she really likes him, when, you know, like likes the kid or everything like that. And he really, um, you know, kind of takes a shine to him or whatever. But then he comes around like too much. And she's like, you know, you really ought to... You know, we don't got it like that. Can you not come by my house all the time? And by the way, me or my daughter's like six and you're 13. You know, shouldn't you have friends your age? You know, can you kind of stop coming around so much? But then that just makes him come around more. And then you find out he's a fucking killer. And... What? Not so much as that. He, he sees her as like this mother figure that he doesn't have. And so he um he would never hurt her but she has a boy starts dating this guy and so he gets mad about that and he wants to kill the guy and then this lady this in the neighborhood she told she said that he had the mark of Cain and he hears about that and so he goes and he uh he kills her in the most craftiest way i've ever seen she's a um she's asthmatic and she has this, this inhaler and so and she has a little dog and so he takes the dog, he lures the dog away Somehow how he gets into her house, I don't even know how he got in her house but he lures the dog away and then uh, goes and confronts the lady and she goes to get her inhaler cause she's, all of a sudden she's freaked out uh, and he kicks, the, he kicks the inhaler away and says so you can't breathe without that dude, can you? he's said, like, "Come on." He said, "Uh, he go. He goes and puts the dog in a pillowcase. He's like I 'I don't want to get blood stains all over the carpet.'" And she's trying to call nine one one, but he's already unplugged the phone. And so, you see, he, he comes back with the pillowcase. He starts beating the fuck out of his pillowcase, and she has a heart attack and dies, you know, or asphyxiates or whatever the hell. And really, all he had done, he the dog. He had the dog eating like treats over and off in another room. And really, he just broke these bottles of ketchup, so it looks like this blood. What? Yeah, do is or fucked up movie. And then he uh I think he, like I say he tries to kill the he tries to kill the lady's boyfriend, but then he is es- like he sets his workshop on fire, but then he escapes at the last moment. And that's when they realize it's him and I don't remember how they finally catch him and uh either I don't remember if he dies at the end or if they finally get the police on him or whatever. And link him to all these crimes over but you find out that he actually killed his own parents. It was fucked up, man. It's called the Paperboy. I have to look this
1: up just to see how fucking crazy it.
2: It came on USA all the time, bro. <laughs> it was, like, it was like you know how you know how TBS and HBO were the Beastmaster channels. Like USA was the what was the Paperboy channel? <laughs> oh shit. Another thing I remember speaking to USA because okay, there was Monday Night Raw for uh, WWF, and then there was um, uh, Tuesday Night Fights, which is the uh, boxing. Mm-hmm. And it'd be mostly—I mean, you know, all the big, all the big boxing events would be pay per view or HBO. Um, these are like some of the, like you know some of the up and comers, but for some reason, Larry Holmes would show up on there at least once a month <laughs> and fight fights. <laughs> In all respect, due to Larry Holmes, but this is Larry Holmes, like the '90s. He's like in his 50s, and just old and slow, and just, you know, not. You feel bad. It's like, man, why are you here?
1: (laughs) What are you doing?
2: But he would knock the fuck out of people too. That jab, he would get him with that with that left jab, and just send people's mouthpiece flying. You know, but they do the video package every time, and it seemed like he said the same thing every time. Yeah, it's no sense to me really going on. I should hang it up here soon, but here I am, and I'm gonna. Fight. And you felt bad for him, but he go out there and put on a bat so you kind of root for him at the same time. <laughs> I was like, you know, you fought Muhammad Ali, man. Yeah, you know you you deserve better than this. But there he was, at least once a month, you see Larry Holmes on Tuesday night fights.
1: God, I forgot all about Tuesday night fights.
2: Yeah, and I forget um, was it Hector Camacho? I think he was on there a lot. That was when you were on, on his way up. Yeah. Um, who else? That's back when I used to really like boxing. You know, boxing yeah. Uh, such a dead sport now. Uh, but I know, who else? Somebody else used to come on there a lot. Um, I think Klitschko before he became big ticket, he was there which one uh, Vladimir um who else I don't remember who but yeah that was a I mean I used to really like boxing back then and so that was it was always a cool show to see just like who the kind of the big names were and, and plus you know the fact that we didn't have access to pay-per-view or HBO so it's not like I could go watch anybody who was really making noise they, you know I didn't see the Lennox Lewis fights except for uh, at my dad's house he had HBO mm-hmm. um you know, or, um, you know, when Tyson got out, you know, of course, those are pay-per-view, uh, Evander Holyfield, all that stuff, Bo, Riddick Bo, you know, at the time, was, uh, yeah. was doing his thing, you know, but, uh, so, there was that show, um, man, I'm trying to think what else was on USA, um, then eventually stuff would get preempted, they start showing the US Open shit on, um, on each, on, uh, USA,
1: yeah. Um, U.S. Open. Um, what's the tennis?
2: Yeah, U.S. That, open. That's
1: it. Is that the U.S.? Oh, I'm thinking of golf. What's the golf then?
2: Golf. Uh, they show golf on there too. Did they? Um. One of the Masters was M- NBC, so I think. Um, then it, it else, must be something, something else. Open golf
1: tournament. They they don't always show it. Um. Like in the afternoons on like Saturday afternoons.
2: Right. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. What
1: was that TNT that they showed on that? It may have been TNT, not USA. Now that I think about it. All right. But yeah, they'd they'd, uh, throw golf in there sometimes too.
2: Okay. There you go. And then, uh, oh, one show I forgot to mention. I guess this is, I don't know if this is cable or not. Originally, I know they showed reruns of it, was a show called Knights and Warriors. And I can't remember if I spoke about that on the show or not, but that was supposed to be kind of like the like gladiators, but it was oh yeah. but it was in character. it was real weird, like it was more it was like if you took gladiators and then like put storylines in like wrestling and have everybody yeah. be in character. Oh, I fucking hated it because that—I mean—that's what took me out of it. It's like you know, there's an actual television competition here. Why would you put? Why would you put storylines into it and make it something? You know, make it, make it staged. You know, and then there was—and there was another show. In fact, another show would do that. Remember at the uh, like '99? Um, that show called Battle Dome was on uh on the <laughs> on the UPN channel. Mm-mm. That's where Terry Crews got to start. His name was T Money what yeah it was called battle dome and it had, he had he had a belt and everything like i saw I, one i saw when they started showing the promos for it before it premiered i saw, oh this is kind of like new gladiators okay cool and i saw like one episode one part of an episode of it and they're like okay no it's not it's nice and warriors click
1: i don't remember that show at all I have to look
2: yeah look at yeah, look them up t money terry cruz <laughs> that that's where he's started <laughs> out about it. He was a world champion and like yeah, this is going to suck. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, I hate it. Then, oh, damn, you know what? Uh nine, You know what? No, nah, no. Nah, nah. I think that's 2000 at that point, so I'm not going to go there. Never mind.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's just a lot of cable stuff. One honorable mention got to make before we uh you know, call it again is uh uh, Comedy Central which I, we, we may have to make a a whole episode on there but I we would miss be remiss if we didn't mention uh, Mystery Science Theater
2: yes and I gotta say I gotta throw it to you I'll let you take the point on that but also I gotta say thank you because uh, if not for you I probably would know nothing about that show or at least I wouldn't have found out about it until way later because we learned about that show watching it with you
1: yeah and that show was I mean I had never heard of it until uh, th- this was back when Comedy Central was just the comedy channel that, That's that was the name of the channel um, and I saw this one episode uh, Gamera vs Megalon <laughs> on there and I had never laughed so hard in my I, I was in a hotel with my mom and my aunt and my cousin. Um, they were all gambling my cousin and I had to stay in the room she went to sleep and then I was just up trying to hold my laughter in so I wouldn't wake her up but I was in tears laughing so hard at that, that
2: show that show was great and I can't remember which I can't remember which episode it was that um, you know and I guess it's not even important either you know, because not really so much the episode as it is like, well, you know, their interaction with the movie. Hmm.
1: Yeah, but that's uh, that's a uh, Comedy Central. We're we're gonna have to devote a episode to.
2: You know what? Yeah, throw them on the docket because oh. we'll be here for another. <laughs> we're already two hours plus. into this man, yeah, we'll be...
1: there's a lot of shit. On there that I I could talk about. Yeah,
2: man. So we're, yeah, we're we'll, some of the early comedy shows. But yeah, they Mystery Science Theater that was definitely oh that was great, and you know yeah. and it seemed like in the '90s it came on like it depend I, I know it came on at, at nights, but then you know it also aired in some afternoons depending on what day it was.
1: Yeah, and then on Thanksgiving they would have a marathon all day. Yeah turkey day marathon it'd be going all day
2: yeah um,
1: and then of course they eventually moved to sci-fi channel and sci-fi channel couldn't pick a time to put it on so that yeah. kind of said set- it was on at night and it was on in the mornings and it was on in the afternoons they just couldn't find a time slot for it
2: yeah it's a death knell for a lot of shows
1: yeah but uh Hey, let's. Uh, is there anything else we want to touch on? I, we're going to end up doing a Nights 3. I already know it. Because there's shit <laughs> that I forgot.
2: There's
1: shit that I forgot um, that uh want to touch on.
2: All right. Well, I guess we'll go to Nights 3 then. And, you know, I guess stay tuned for that down the pike. Um, Comedy Central episode down the pike. We're going to have to do that as well. So um, I guess yeah. we'll just save it for then. Because, um, I mean, it's no sense to me bringing up anything else since, um, I mean,. Clearly we have enough material for another discussion so I'll yeah. call it right here man
1: alright well you can of course you uh, can of course find us at nojibbajabafm.com at uh, instagram at deathcakespot no, <laughs> no at nojibbajabafm FM <laughs> I just fucked it up uh, on on Twitter at Death Cakes yes, yes. uh I'm on there uh, at JRU78. You're on there at yes, um Our Facebook. I am working hard to try and bring that back and get some more activity going there. Um and you, i guess that's all we have to promote yeah, right yeah. Now. Uh,
2: i guess that will do it um yeah um any quick shout outs real quick um i see shouts out to uh i mean as usual uh brothers in arms like like three black geeks they're out there at the uh aforementioned When windham w- how do you say the thing the w- 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 comic con whatever the fuck <laughs> the pop-up con that they replaced yeah, FanCon. So. they're there They were there. Yeah, shouts out to you guys. You know, again, sorry for your losses and all the bullshit that came with the end. Came with that, but uh, you know, yeah, hopefully you you were able to do this in its stead and you know keep the ball rolling. Um, Shouts out to uh, Bodega Box Office uh in fact they recently had episode mega ran on there
1: yeah they did and shouted us out for bringing them together in a roundabout way so that's pretty cool
2: yeah yeah was that um let's see shouts out to all the black delegates recently ghost was guest star on that show um that's a show here locally in uh, st louis and uh they talk about you know politics current events and uh things of that nature um out to uh, Style of Grace podcast, to uh, Campbellism podcast over there in uh, North Carolina, I believe. Mm-hmm. You know, well, I uh, think
1: they're, they're at that pop up con too, I think.
2: Oh, are they? Okay, well, yeah, yeah. You know, so, um, yeah, if you guys were affected by that, uh, you know, by the fan con bullshit as well, you know, sorry to hear that. But, you know, again, you know, glad you got to make it to the pop up con. Uh, think that's gonna do it i can't think of anybody else uh you know what you know who i will shout out i will shout out prime gundam uh because you know we shout out three black geeks all the time and i always you know in my mind he's included there even though he's not actually part of the show but he does do the morph and medicast over there Mm -hmm. and he's a supporter of us as well so let me just you know quickly give him you know by name prime gundam so shouts out to you yeah definitely definitely um it's gonna do it for now you know if you forgot anybody you know my bad we'll catch you next time yeah so
1: uh until next time folks see, see ya, ya.
0: Miscommunication. Okay, okay. It's one night, right? I'm supposed to meet my, my my homeboy at this party, man. Well shit. Let me tell y'all about it. Look, see. I was at the house trying to figure out, should I go out or should I stay, should I stay? home? Got an unpaid phone, no outgoing calls, only incoming calls all day long. Damn. I got an incoming call from my main dog. He said, hey, dog. So, if you could, then you should come through to this party. I told him I was broke, but he said that the drink and the smoke was free. Yeah. But is there anyone I know there? No, nope. but it's there's going to be some hoes there. Here. Yo, slow your road, that's no fair. That's a low blow, little bro, don't go there. Don't go you know there. I got a weakness for the freakish, pretty little things with the bangs of the short hair. He said, yup, yeah, but I, I don't care, care I man. said, fine, I'ma meet you outside when I'm over there Peace, and peace All right, man, I'ma come head. through, but don't leave me hanging You know my phone ain't working right So meet me at the spot, all right?
3: See you soon So
0: I woke up in the morning with no nothing on my own And I know that by the end of the night I won't be alone So I'm wrapping up the gift and yes, it's sprinkle with charm. I spin my little game because I know it's the party So... I get off of the bus and I go to the spot where I thought I was supposed to meet my homie at. But I think he forgot I was hot. If he wasn't going to meet me outside, why he told me that? Shit. I can't even make calls. I was stuck outside of the building. I hope my homie called me back. Yeah. Just then about five. Yeah. Dime chicks went inside this house. So I asked where the party is. And said it's right upstairs. Follow us. Uh, I don't know these hoes, but I got to trust that they know where the fuck they When I got to the door with a party and rolled in. Word. It was a different kind of party. About 55 girls in the house, but no man. That's when my homeboy called me. I said, I got to call you back, man. I'm busy at the moment. Peace. Peace. Yo, man, I got to call you back, bro. I'm I'm in this party, but it's, I don't I can't explain later, man. I'm going to call you back. So I woke up in the party with nothing on my own. And I know that by the end of the night, I won't be alone. So I'm laughing at. If yes, it's sprinkle with strong. About to spin my little game Because I know it's the bone. Now, let me explain what I meant when I said the party was different. Me you see, there was no booze, no dudes, only women. But the one thing I believe I should mention okay, is look. these women were old. Yeah. Looking like they came from retirement homes with a big white cake and a sign that said, Happy 85th birthday Winifred a friend. What? Man, I thought I went crazy. This a birthday jam for some old ass ladies. I was gon' bounce, but as I was leaving, they was cutting up cake and some big ass pieces. Ooh. The five dime chicks, they were someone's nieces. Ooh. One of them approached me and told me each. Right. Handed Handing me some cake and she said, what's good? I spent my game and we both came back to my hood. Good night, good night. Yo, bruh, you won't believe what happened to me last night, bruh. It's a long story, but all you need to know is, I got some money. So I woke up in the party with thing on my own. And I know that by the end of the night, I won't be alone. I'm wrapping up the gift And yes, I sprinkle with charm. Mm-hmm. About to spin my little game Because I know it's the fun. Hey, craziest oh, thing God, She left awesome. me a card said Thank you
1: But listen up now, this is serious.
0: When you are tempted to do something wrong, even if the reasons are good, think twice.